The halacha is that truma, which is the gift which one gives to a kohen, and only a kohen is allowed to eat, one is not allowed to make truma tome. If it does become tome, then it's forbidden to eat it. And so on Erev Pesach, if somebody has chomets, which is truma, the question arises as to whether he is allowed to burn that truma together with the rest of the chomets, because the rest of the chomets might be tome. So since anyway you need to destroy the truma, the question arises as to whether it is still forbidden to make the truma tome, or perhaps since you're destroying it anyway, it is permitted to do so. Now, in introduction to that discussion, the following mission discusses certain laws about tuma, and in order to understand that, we need to understand a few terms. The highest level of tuma is known as a via tuma, which literally means sort of the grandfather tuma, and a dead human body has an via tuma. And if an object or a person touches a dead body, so they themselves become an avhatuma, which sort of literally means the father level of tuma. And if an object or food or a person touches an avhatuma, then it becomes a rishain latuma, one degree removed from the avhatuma. Now, if something touches a rishain latuma, it itself does not become tome unless it is food or drink. That can go up to a shain latuma, two degrees removed from the avhatuma. And if food touches a shain latuma, then again, it does not become tome because food can also only go up to a shani latuma. However, there's a couple of exceptions, because food with extra levels of holiness, such as truma and carbonus, that can even go up to a shlishi latuma. So if the truma touches a shani latuma, then it will become tome as a shlishi latuma, three degrees removed from the truma. Now, truma stops at shlishi latuma, so if truma were to touch a shlishi latuma, it would not become tome. However, carbonus, the meat of carbonus, they can even go up to a Revi'i Latuma, so that if they touch a Shalishi Latuma, a third degree removed from the Avatuma, the carbon wheat will become Tome as in a Revi'i Latuma. So begins the Mishnah, the deputy Kohen Godol, the one who stands in replacement of the Kohen Godol if something happens. So he said that we may have Kohanim throughout all the days of the Kohanim in the Beis Hamikdash, they did not withhold from burning carbon wheat, which became tome from a Vlad HaTuma. A Vlad HaTuma literally means a child level of Tuma. So that refers to all of the levels below an Av HaTuma. And in this context, the Gemara explains it refers specifically, the Vlad HaTuma refers to a Shani LaTuma, so that the thing which becomes tome from the Shani LaTuma becomes a Shalishi LaTuma. So if there was meat, which was carbon meat, and it has a level of a Shalishi LaTuma, now carbon which became tome needs to be burnt. So the Mishnah is telling us that when they burnt the carbon meat, they wouldn't be concerned about burning meat which has a level of a shlish latuma, together with the meat which became tome from an avatuma, and therefore became a rishain latuma itself. Even though by doing so, one is adding tuma onto the tuma of the shlish latuma, because when the shlish latuma touches the rishain latuma, the shlish latuma will become a shani latuma. Because it touched a Rishon Latuma. Some which touches a first degree of Tuma becomes a second degree of Tuma. Says the Mishnah, since anyway the, the Carbonis were already Tome, so you're not making the Shlish Latuma Tome, it was already Tome, you're just making it a higher level of Tuma. And also, since the entire concept of food making another food Tome is only Mijabonon, so if food is tome, it cannot make other food tome. So because of these two reasons together, they would burn meat, which was a rishon latuma, together with meat, which was a shlishi latuma. 
Hosef Rabbi Akiva Omar, Rabbi Akiva added, and he said even more than that, and that is the Mimeim Shal Kehanim in the, all the days of the Kehanim, when they served in the base Hamikdash, they did not withhold from burning oil, which became invalid, which became Tomei, from a Tavul Yoim. A Tavul Yoim is a person who was Tomei, and on the last day of him being Tomei, after having gone through the entire purification process, after having been to the Mikvah, for the rest of that day, until it becomes night, he is known as a Tvul Yom, and although technically he is purified already, he is still forbidden to eat Truma and Carbonus, etc., until the night time. So that day, before it is night, he is known as a Tvul Yom. And a Tvul Yom has the status of a Sheni Latoma, so if oil touched a Tvul Yom, then the oil is a Shlishi Latoma. So they were willing to burn oil, which was a Shlishi Latoma, Bener inside a lamp which became Tomei from a item which touched a dead body. So the item which became Tomei from the dead body became an Avhatoma. The lamp which touched that item becomes a Rishon Latoma. However, the Gemara explains that we're actually talking about a metal lamp, and it's learned from Psukim that certain materials, if they touch a dead body, then they become Tomei on exactly the same level as the dead body itself. And the same implies if that metal lamp would touch a Avhatoma, something which became Tomei from the dead body, then instead of it going down a level to a Rishonotoma, the metal lamp would become an Avhatoma just like the thing it touched. So the Kohanim were allowed to and were willing to burn oil, which was a Shlishlotoma, Benershet Nitlobetme Mace, in a lamp, in a metal lamp for example, which became Tomei from something which became Tomei from a dead body. So the lamp becomes a Avhatoma itself, even though he is adding Tuma onto the already existent Tuma of the oil, and in this case, Rabbi Akiva is adding on to the words of Rabbi Ganakarnim, because in the previous case, the Rishon Tuma was making the Shlish Tuma into a Sheni Tuma. It was raising the Tuma level by one. In this case, the Ava Tuma is making the Shlish Tuma into a Rishon Tuma, a first degree Tuma, and therefore he is adding two levels of Tuma, but nevertheless, since anyway it needs to be burnt, we're referring to Truma oil, from oil which becomes Tommy need to be burnt, so since anyone need to destroy it, there is no concern about adding Tumor to that oil. Mishnah Zayin, and now we come to the point why the Mishnah gave this introduction, Omar Bimeir, Bimeir said, Midivrehem Lamadnu, from the words of Rechanina Skanakanim and Rebbe Akiva in the previous Mishnah, we learnt, The one is allowed to burn Tohor Tumor, together with Tomei Truma, or other Tomei food, on Erev Pesach, when it comes to the mitzvah of Bira Chomets, of destroying the Chomets, which needs to be done in the sixth hour of the day, since anyway it needs to be destroyed, it would be permitted to make the Truma Tomei in doing so. However, Omar Rabbi said to him, that's not the measure, meaning you can't compare the cases. In the previous Mishnah, even though you're adding Tumor to the oil or to the meat, the oil or the meat was already Tomei. You know, it's true, it's only a Shlishla Tumor, it's a very low level of Tumor, but it was already Tomei, and it already had to be burnt, and had to be destroyed, so all you're doing is adding on a level of Tumor. But in our case, the Tumor which you're talking about is Tahar. It is not Tomei at all, and therefore even though you're destroying it now because you need to destroy it because of the Chomets, since the reason why you're destroying it is not because it's Tomei, the reason why you're destroying it is because it's Chomets. So you are not allowed to make the Tumor Tomei, since right now it is totally pure. The Gemara explains that Rabbi Meir held that in the previous Mishnah, the Shlishi Tumah was actually only Tomei Midrabonon, 
We're talking about a case where, for whatever reason in the situation, there was only a level of Mijabon Tumah. So therefore, Bimeir does compare the cases, since Mijabon even in the previous cases, the food which has the lower level of Tumah is actually Tahar Mijabon so because of that, Rameir learns that one can compare the cases. Now the Mishnah adds that the same Achlikas which Rameir and Rameir argued about, Rameir and Rameir Shua also had a similar discussion. Umayyid and Rameir Shua, Rameir and Rameir Shua both agree with the opinion of Rameir the one needs to burn this by itself and this by itself. The Tahar Trumah, which is Chomets, needs to be burnt separately from the Tomet Trumah, which is Chomets. Rameir and about which case did they argue Al Hatluyu Balatmeya about Chomet's Trumah, which was possibly Tomei, and Chomet's Trumah, which was definitely Tomei. Shebeliezer, remember, because Shebeliezer says, one still needs to burn this by itself and this by itself, because since one of the Trumahs might be Tahar, you cannot burn them together. However, says, in this case, one would be able to burn both of them together. And these two opinions are based on Pesukim, when the Torah says that one needs to guard Trumah from, tom- from Tumah, from becoming Tomei, it says Mishmeres Trumosai, the guarding of my Trumus. Now the way it is spelt in the Torah is Mishmeres Trumosi, the guarding of my Truma in the singular. And Yeshua learns from there that there's only one type of Truma which one needs to guard from becoming Tomei, and that is Truma which is definitely pure. But as soon as it's a doubtful Truma, then one no longer needs to guard it from becoming Tomei definitely. Whereas Eliezer says that since one reads the word as Trumosoi, even though it's written Trumosi, it is read as Trumosoi, my Trumos in the plural, and therefore he learns from there that even Tuma, which is doubtfully Tomei, even that needs to be guarded from Tuma. Earlier on in the previous parak, we had a machlikas as to when exactly is the last time one is allowed to eat chomets on Erev Pesach. Now the opinion of Rabbi Gamliel was that by the end of the fourth hour of the day, one must stop eating chomets. However, truma, which is chomets, can be eaten all the way until the end of the fifth hour, and then all the chomets need to be burnt in the sixth hour. Since we don't want to destroy truma, because it's generally a prohibition to do so. So there's an extra hour given to eat truma. Now this Mishnah the Gemara explains is continuing the opinion of Ram Gamliel, and he tells us that as long as a person is allowed to eat chomets on Erev Pesach, and we're talking about as long as one is allowed to eat truma even, so all the way until the fifth hour, one is allowed to feed chomets to his animals, his domesticated animals, his more wild animals, and his birds, even chulin, which is chomets. Chulin refers to regular food which anybody can eat. So even though one is not allowed to eat chulin in the fifth hour, one is allowed to benefit from the chomets in the fifth hour, and therefore he can feed it to his animals. The Gemara explains that the Mishnah lists all these different types of animals because it teaches us something extra, because even though domesticated animals generally leave over part of the food, they're not going to eat all of the food which you put in front of them. We're nevertheless not concerned that you might come to forget to destroy that which they leave over. And wild animals can sometimes even have the tendency to hide the food, but the Mishnah is telling us that we're not concerned that they will come to do so, and we trust you that you will make sure to burn any of the chomet which is left over. And since we mentioned Behema and Chai already, so the Mishnah also listed birds, the one is allowed to feed the birds. One is allowed to sell his chomets to a non-Jew, even during that fifth hour. One is still allowed to benefit from it until the end of the fifth hour. The Gemara explains that this point is coming to add, even though we already realized from the first half of the Mishnah one is allowed to benefit from 
Chomets during the fifth hour, the Mishnah adds Mutabana Osoi to teach us another case, and that is that if Chomets became burnt to the point where it loses all of its taste and it's barely fit for eating, so then you're allowed to benefit from it even after the sixth hour, even after the fifth hour. Says Mishnah, in all of the other cases of Azmanoi, if it's time passed, meaning past the fifth hour, once the sixth hour has begun, it is forbidden to benefit from any of one's chametz, and he needs to burn it. But he cannot use it to fuel his oven or his stove, even if he is destroying the chametz while doing so. So he is fulfilling the mitzvah of destroying the chametz. When doing so, he is still not allowed to benefit from that burning, since from the sixth hour onwards, it is already forbidden to benefit from chametz, at least on a Mijabona level. Alright, now how exactly does one need to destroy the Chomets? Yehuda says, The only way to fulfill the mitzvah of Bir Chomets, of destroying the Chomets, is by burning it. Yehuda learns this from Nisar, which refers to korbanas which have been left over past the time which they need to be eaten in, and the Torah says that Nisar needs to be burnt, and Yehuda compares Chomets to Nisar, just like Nisar is forbidden to benefit from, and if one does eat it, then he has Chayav Kores, if he does it intentionally. And if he does it by mistake, then he needs to bring a carbon chatos. All of those things apply to chomets as well, and therefore the only way to destroy it is by burning it. However, it's enough to crumble it and throw it into the wind, or throw it into the sea, since you no longer have that chomets with you, and it's no longer fit for eating, it's totally crumbled away. That is enough in order to fulfill the mitzvah of beer chomets. If a Jew owned Chomets during Pesach, then even after Pesach it is forbidden to have any benefit from that Chomets. But that's only if a Jew owned it. But Chomets shall nochri, a Chomets which belonged to a non-Jewish oral of Pesach, which Pesach passed over it, meaning during Pesach it was owned by a non-Jew, Muta Bahana'ah, it is permitted to benefit from that Chomets after Pesach, Vashel Yisrael. But if it was owned by a Jew over Pesach, Osr Bahana'ah, it is forbidden to benefit from and although the mission now brings a posuk, Shunemah, as the posuk says, And you shouldn't see any chomets for yourself. Sur refers to a particular type of chomets, chomets which has risen. And if you add it to other dough, it will make that dough rise. It's another form of chomets. But this does not mean that it is forbidden to benefit from it with the eraser. Rather, because he violated this prohibition with the eraser, which the posuk is talking about, Midrabbonon is forbidden to benefit from it even after Pesach.